Hello and welcome to How Do You Mind, the podcast that talks about mental well-being and self-care. I'm your host Jodie Patterson and today we're going to be talking about body image. With the rise of technology giving us instant access to the photos we take, we now have the option to take as many photos as we like until we find the perfect one. Trying out different poses until we find the right angle or going one step further and heavily editing our photos. With apps like Instagram and Snapchat, we have easy access to photo filters that can drastically change our appearance, often in very realistic ways. Even the silly filters, you know, like the one with the dog ears and the tongue, they can change the way our faces look. I am actually making a documentary about how photo filters can affect our body image, so stay tuned for that. That'll be out in the next couple months. Body image issues can affect anyone. And chances are that the perfect Instagram model that you're looking at has their own body image issues with weighted appearance. I spoke to my friend Julie about what body image issues she faces. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I, I still don't view my body as, as it is. Um, my whole body, you know, uh, my face, it, I just feel, I think it, I, you know, it comes down to, I suppose I'm going to be traced back to, you know, school and, you know, I mean, the best crystallization I can have of it is um, there was this secret sharing site, Ask Me Anything or, or Ask Me Something. And I remember that clear as day, a comment, Julie, nice girl, ugly as father. And that colored my whole, not that, I mean, there will have been other things, it won't just be that, but that's the best crystalline example I can come up with. And it's, it's perfect because it's, yeah, I just don't think I'm, you know, I see my friends and I see, you know, everyone around me as, as good looking, but I genuinely, I to the point that I genuinely think it looks like there's something not right with the way I look. Like, I feel, and I, I this is, I, I don't know that I feel this way, but I feel I'm probably pretty close to how someone with a disfigurement would feel. Like, I honestly feel like there's something so wrong with the way I look that it's not just the kind of well, I just don't look like a celebrity I just don't look it's like no there's something actively wrong with how I look and um, I it's a really messed up thing and then my body you know my weight and everything I I work out and I'm going to be honest most of it is is about looking a certain way it's I mean I try to have goals so to try and combat that I have goals like I want to be able to do a pull-up you know and that's my that's a more healthy way to look at it um covid put a bit of a kibosh on that because i was kind of making progress and using certain things in the gym to try and get to that level and then the lack of gym the lack of motivation i i've kept working out but it's gone back to the whole so i'm thin thing um, and i'm probably the thinnest i've ever been and i still feel like you know i'm not i'll never be thin enough like, I don't know, I was maybe in that period where I was never into that, like, pro-Anna movement, but there was a period of time where I would, like, look up pictures of, you know, those those pictures and be like, that's, that's what I should look like, basically. And I, I know that's so unhealthy. I know there's so many health issues that come with that. Like, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. I don't really wish that on myself. But I just felt like I'm always, I'm meant to be, I'm meant to be a skinny girl, but I'm not. But then I think that's just society and it's just how we're shown. And I do know logically to say what I tell myself, we were talking about this the other day, 
in the later line, but at the end of the day, Kim Kardashian West is paid millions of dollars to look like that. And a Victoria's Secret model, what's great is when you can see on YouTube, a lot of the, the women who are, are models for them will upload how I get into shape for this, and they'll show you, and it's a lot of time, it's a lot of effort, and it's a lot of money. And I don't have any of that. And why I why would I hold myself to that standard when these women are actually being paid for it? That is literally their whole job. They're being paid millions of dollars for this every single year. I'm, you know, a trainee. I'm a student. Of course I can't compete with that, but I still feel like I should look like that though. And it's like that's crazy. That's that's so not right, but it's definitely there. Oh yeah, it's underlies a lot of things. Society. I think it's the yeah. same with men as well like you see these people going into marvel films right and they get really buff and it's like okay but they were paid probably millions of dollars to do that i guarantee you if you're looking at if i'm looking at a very skinny girl going i wish i looked like her she's looking at me going i wish i had boobs it's 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 just talk to other women talk to other people talk to other men talk to everybody and be honest, be like, I think you look fantastic because I guarantee you that person probably doesn't, even if they think you, you think they think that about themselves. Most of the time they don't. It's the same, like, <clears throat> people with curly hair tend to want straight hair and people with straight hair tend to want curly hair. And it's like, <laughs> you're beautiful the way you are. And if you want to curl your hair, that's great. But you don't have to do that to look like that. <laughs> There's no pressure on you other than self-pressure. Yes, exactly. It's all just coming from your own head and it's very easy to get completely caught up in that. We are constantly shown the perfect bodies. And this isn't just on social media. We see it in music videos, films, TV shows, even adverts on the street. They show us these hard to achieve bodies along with the sexualization of young people. I spoke to my friend Katia about this. Here's what she had to say. So when a celebrity, for example, puts up a selfie that is heavily edited do you think that would affect what their viewer thinks about themselves oh definitely if you see um i think a, a really good example of that the uh well probably the, the most basic example i can think of is uh, people like kylie and kendall jenner and stuff the kardashians how their photos are like really really edited but women then i mean particularly women men will do this with other celebrities as well i'm sure but like um you feel like you should be able to look like that. And if you look at, you know, an actual photo of um, Kylie Jenner, it looks nothing like she does on her Instagram photos because it's all edited, you know, and she, she's had plastic surgery done also. You know, we know that she's had stuff like lip fillers and that type of thing. So the standard that they're portraying to you is not something you can achieve. You know, that's just not how it works. For, that's just not what I look like <laughs> personally. You know, I'm never going to look like that. I, I, I could buy all of the all of her makeup and all of their clothing or whatever but you know you're just not going to look like that and uh, i'd actually recommend if uh, if you're on reddit um to have a look at um instagram reality it's a subreddit which you know they'll they'll show you some really bad examples of it where people have like you know the, the wall behind them's curved with their butt or their waist or you know they have these like like totally like like stretched like cheeks you know that's just not proportionate or tiny head on this body um, because that's how people feel like they have to represent themselves. I think particularly on Instagram, where it's a very like, the format is positive snapshots of your life. You know, it's not even as much of a realistic representation as maybe Facebook, where you, you just kind of, I don't, I, I don't know, 
I think it's very propped up on Instagram, you know, to get your, your photos right. And I think as well, um, on Instagram, it's about getting the likes and getting the following. And, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. and that's a huge influence in what people are putting out there. Have well, you when you think of an influencer, it's Instagram that's the platform, isn't it? You know, like that's where people people see that as as something that they want to emulate, I guess. Yeah. No, I, I think it's, as you were saying a couple of questions ago, societal pressure is that kind of, mm-hmm. this is what the standard is, why are you not reaching it? But we're yeah. doing it to ourselves, it's like you say. Yeah, it's not like, so some people who you know maybe don't uh, experience that pressure or don't think it's as much of a thing as it is, they'll turn around and say, well, no, like nobody's told you you have to look like that, nobody said to you that you have to be a size zero, but somebody doesn't have to directly ha- be saying that to you for you to feel that pressure if that's all you ever see it's, it's, I guess it's kind of the same like how in a lot of advertising it's very like sexualized no, nobody's directly telling you that being like portraying yourself in a sexualized manner is positive but when that's all you see you don't even think about it you know that's how it should be if you want to look nice you should be showing off some of your body why you know it, it doesn't really make sense, but that's that's the, the, the idea that we're given. You know, the, the Britney Spears and the Miley Cyruses mm-hmm. and the Ariana Grandes, they've got such a specific, like, look about them that mm-hmm. people are seeing on a daily basis whether they want to or not. Yeah. You know, music videos, advertisements. I know Britney Spears isn't as prominent now, but she was mm-hmm. back in the 90s and early 2000s. And it's like, mm-hmm. so hard to get away from that. Well, I mean, if you can think about um, the the controversy around like Little Mix, the like sort of teen girl band, where yeah, they are they are overly like sexual, and I don't or sexualized, and I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. But at the same time, there are a lot of really young girls who want to dress up like them, and it's maybe not always like appropriate because they don't understand what it is that they're emulating you know they, they they don't understand how it's sexualized they just see their idols doing something and they want to do it and then we're kind of projecting that onto like small children and i think it makes a lot of people uncomfortable to see kids sexualized in that way even if they're doing it to themselves technically you know i think a huge part of that is that little mix know who their audience is they know who's sitting mm-hmm. out there watching them every night but they're still i mean it, I know they've got management and all of that telling them yeah, yeah. you should do this because it's popular or it'll help you get ahead but that is a choice that they're still <laughs> making you know mm-hmm. and I think that's when it becomes quite not dangerous but it becomes quite societally acceptable yeah it becomes even more ingrained if you do it from a young age I mean I'm, I don't use TikTok at all myself I tried to get into it at the start of the pandemic it's not for me <laughs> uh, but um, I know I've heard of um, a lot of the sort of trends catching on among younger uh, younger people, and it's um, older, not even like older women, but like like girls who are like eighteen or early twenties or whatever are doing kind of like sexualized TikTok dances and stuff, and then younger girls are taking that over because it's a trend on TikTok that they've been seeing. And again, it just they don't understand what it is they're doing but the audience that's watching them does so you end up getting you know a lot of creeps on tiktok who are maybe watching 11 year olds in crop tops and shorts doing sexualized dances and while i'm not against that happening you know if if your kid wants to dance in their underwear that is totally fine there is nothing inherently sexual about it but 
displaying it in that way and then posting it online is inviting a lot of unwanted attention, I guess. You know, it's putting your kids in a sort of dangerous, uncomfortable position where they are sexualized. 100%. And I think it's important at this stage to point out that men are also affected by these issues. I've only had two women talking about this because the men that I know are more shy. But with films like Magic Mike showing these muscly bodies that are quite hard to attain without discipline in the gym, it can be really hard for men. I don't have the answer to fix body image issues. Believe me, I wish I did. I'd do it for myself. I got Sarah from the Image Tree to talk about how you can feel more comfortable in your own skin. Hi there, my name's Sarah Marsden Shreve and I'm an holistic image consultant, coach and body positive advocate for eight years now. Um, and my main purpose, my ikigai for life, is to help women overcome their self-image struggles by nurturing a positive mindset, embracing the body that they have and reconnecting with their clothes and the wardrobe. So that way they can get on with their passions in life with fresh new confidence. If I can do it, you can do it. My business is The Image Tree. I'm based in Derbyshire and I've been going for eight years now. Um, I offer online consultations, one-to-one -one services, as well as style packages. And I also love a crystal. So I have a style editions shop as well. I'm hoping to do a free five-day challenge in May, so I look forward to connecting with you on there, or alternatively, I'm on the usual social media channels. So just look for the image tree on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and LinkedIn. So Jodie's asked me to answer the question, how can we feel more comfortable in our skin? So I'm gonna give you my top five tips to getting started on your body positive journey. Number one, it's not a race and it takes time. It takes patience and it's all about valuing yourself, respecting yourself and your body as being enough just to begin with. Body positivity doesn't happen overnight and it's just about taking the time to make the first step by just being okay. Number two, be careful how you are talking to yourself because you are listening. That's a quote by Lisa Hayes that rings true. So you've got, it's helpful to be mindful of those, that negative self-talk, whether it's that inner critic you have when you're holding a conversation in your head, when you're looking in the mirror, or whether we're engaging in those conversations with our family, friends and our children about ourselves. We are listening, so we have to be mindful of that. If you wouldn't say it to a friend, please don't say it to yourself. Number three, start to embrace the body you have now. Start seeing it through eyes of wonder. The body is an amazing thing and it's full of miracles. So seeing it through the eyes of, of wonder, look for the good stuff both inside and out that you have to offer. You're more than a number on a scale. You're certainly more than a nose, a squishy tummy, a dimpled thigh or a scar. These do not define you solely as a person. And you know what? The people who love you see you as a much bigger picture. 
They see you as a wife, a mom, a sister, daughter, best friend, and they see you as a valuable and most definitely worthy human being. So start looking for the good stuff that you have other than just your aesthetics or your physical appearances. Because let's be honest, for years and years and years, that's all we've looked at. And we forget about the other stuff that we have to offer. Number four, be wary of the comparison trap. You know, the photographs, the magazines, the movies, the selfies that took a hundred goes. You don't see all that behind the, the scenes. And most of them are photoshopped or professionally architected images, you know, with stylists, makeup, lighting and such. The girl in the picture doesn't look like the girl in the picture most of the time. It's all been helped and it's all been made to look really beautiful. So just remember that. They're not true to life half the time and you're not seeing the whole story behind a person's life. You're not going to see the pain. You don't know about the relationship problems or what else is going on. It's just a picture. Try to remember that when you start comparing your body to somebody else's or your looks to somebody else's. Instead, I would say focus on your own journey and see how far you've come and grown, you know, and seek out positive people who reinforce the body image, the body positive movement, TED Talks, uh, Mel Wells, Megan J. Crabb. There's loads of ladies out there um, of different ages and different backgrounds that have all learned to love themselves a little bit more just from the start, just from the get-go. So be mindful of that. And number five, reconnect with your clothes and your wardrobe. They are your friends. And listen, it's not just about wearing clothes and going out. We can't all walk around naked. So the thing is, if you look in your wardrobe, they're full of your friends. They're full of happy memories. They're full of confidence boosters. And they're even full of mood lifting qualities. Colour, pattern, fit, where you wore them, what they were for. It should be opening the doors to a party where all your favourite people are invited, okay? If there's anything in your wardrobe that doesn't work or fill you with joy, as Marie Kondo would say, get rid, okay? Clothes can be your friends and it's all about working with your body and showing the whole world who you are through them. Your wardrobe, your personality, they should synchronise, ideally, and that way you can learn to love your body and where you're happy. So they're the first five things. If I can do it, you can do it. And there's so much more to learn. It really is a journey of self-care, acceptance and respect. Because at the end of the day, you are enough. There are places that you can reach out to if you're struggling. I've actually put a list of places you can seek out to get help with this in the description of this podcast episode. Please check them out if you are struggling and please, please, please reach out to someone if you are facing body image issues because it is affecting your mental health so much more than you realise. I've written more about body image over on my blog, jodiepatterson.com. I got some bloggers to write about how they think social media affects body image and how they think we can combat this. It's a really great post, you should check it out now. And that is all for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. If you like what you hear, you can support us on Buy Me A Coffee. That'll be linked in the description. If you have any topics you'd like me to cover, please reach out to me at howdoyoumindpodcast at gmail.com. 
other than that, have a nice week and I'll catch you next time.